Hello, you guys, and welcome to a fistful podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Christ, that reveals the most. And um, on tonight's episode 11 of season three, we're going to be closing out on a recap of what season three were, was about. And also, I'm going to go down the line with you why I run with Maud was so important with me by answering some of your Q&As that you guys sent me. And um, also, I want to talk about why we should love our men a little bit more, why we should love on them a little bit more than what we do now. And it's also a fellow special on this episode. So stay tuned and I'll be right back. I'm your host, Christy Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riding around in my whip, my whip, listening to my shit. My shit. She wanna hit track six. Track six. She told me that's her. Every girl said got the title. Got a nigga feeling like Michael Jackson. Better than me, they both. If I didn't my bed on guard, would you still? If I minimize my network, would you still? Keep it a hundred, I'd rather you trust me than two Keep it a whole one hundred, don't got you, I got now I'm on the way, we ain't got no time to waste Popping your gum on the way, am I in the way? No more pressure, you none, I want your best in the day Oh, by the way, open the door, by the way Told you that I'm on the way, I'm on the way I know connection is big, pick up the phone for me, babe Okay, so welcome back. I'm your host, Christy Christ, that reveals the most. Okay, so for the recap, um, starting out, season three was about spring and press forward. And what I talked about mostly in this episode or um, the incoming episodes was um, 
how we want to learn how to encourage others on springing and pressing forward with any life lesson that you think may hinder your unknown future future. And um, the introduction was basically on what to look forward to and what you will learn, learn from or maybe even reveal more about yourself along the way. And I differentiate what is springing forward, what does God say is about moving forward, and also on how reflecting backwards can take your focus as well as your time off your present moments currently before you. And I also explain how there can be no turning back in order to be fit for the kingdom. Instead, you must stand behind all of your decisions, you guys, whether they were good or bad, stand on them because somebody is always standing with you. Believe that. And that was in season three, episode one for the introduction of season three. Season three, episode two was about press forward and love on you. And this was also a V-Day special. And this was mainly about, um, you don't have to necessarily be in a relationship to love on yourself. You guys, um, loving on you starts with you, you know, um, and I share in that episode why it's okay to press forward with your love when loving someone and why loving on you is important. Even when you are not with anyone, I explained to you that today is a love day. Well, that day was a love day, but each and every day is a love day when you wake up and you're graced with the presence of new life before you to wake up again. You're granted with a new life. And um, as a single person, you never know who is watching you or the way you love on yourself before they choose to love on you, you know, and I believe that you never know who's watching you so they can you know, get to know you a little bit more or to love on you. You know, I believe in that. And I also explain why I chose the songs I chose for the episode. And I encourage you to pat yourself on the back for pressing forward with still believing in love, even after all the heartaches and pain you have faced and overcame. And episode three was don't look back. I explained to you in that episode that looking back it's different from reflecting back. When you look back, you actually have to stop and, you know, and think to yourself, like, should I go back? Because going forward is harder than where I just came from. But going forward is where you need to be going because it's going to be harder. And you got to understand that with those challenges that arise before you or what you need to get through or what to better yourself or what to help self-develop you or what to help you personally uh, make changes in your own life and for yourself for the better. You know, we need those challenges sometimes to push us. And sometimes we need that push to make us believe in what we already know we can do. But we so caught up in the moments to where, oh, they said ain't gonna be nothing I'm never gonna be nothing I'm never gonna do nothing I'm never gonna amount to nothing we so caught up in those superstitions or those opinions of others that we get we get stuck so yeah we're gonna look back but the best thing to do is to reflect back because you always want to make sure you reflect back on how far you've came rather than actually stopping and looking back. And when you reflect back, y'all, y'all actually are just taking a pause just to reflect and get back to the back to the grind and the hustle. You know, it doesn't stop you from where you're trying to go and what you're trying to do. And um, also, I broke down the top five reasons why you should reflect back. And why you will begin to understand the difference. And I hopefully, hopefully I inspired you to press forward 
from your own past. And in episode four, press and claim your winter is past. That means owning everything, you know, every, everything somebody went through or everything you went through ain't always peaches and cream. It ain't always hot in summer. It ain't always, you know, fall and springtime. You know, some things are cold. Sometimes we bring ourselves out of cold, dark places. And sometimes those cold and dark places, places may feel winterous. You know, because we was we felt alone at that time. It was so cold and dark in the space that we were in that it was winter, <laughs> literally winter. I, I can really imagine myself pulling myself out of winterous time. So I can imagine you pulling yourself out of winterous time. So in that episode with Press and Claim Your Winterous Past in episode four of season three, I... um. The thing you need to be telling yourself for that to press forward on is yes, whatever happened, it happened to me. Acknowledge that it happened to you. And yes, I said that whatever you said, whatever you did. Yes, I said that. Claim it. Take accountability for yourself. And yes, you did that. And it wasn't perfect. You'll never be perfect. And what you did probably was ungrateful. What you did probably was something you can't take back. But guess what? Claim it. Acknowledge that you did that. And number four was, I am not, nor never will I be perfect. So whichever one it is, I want you to know that claiming all of what happened to you makes you the believer you are today. And I encourage you that the things you went through may have been cold, may have made you cold, or made you feel or still feel like those were the most blizzards storms you've ever overcame. But guess what? Those heavy burdens that you carried from it, you didn't carry alone. So in that episode, I, I encourage you to pick up the pieces from your winterous past, claim it, acknowledge it, press forward on it. Episode five, don't press on me. <laughs> Nobody wants the extra pressure, right? With God giving you pressure already with the with the storms and the trials and the tribulations and the challenges that comes along your way in the middle of the path. Nobody wants the extra pressure from human beings or from their family or from their f- friends to be like, oh, girl, well, you need to do this. Oh, well, boy, you need, I think you need to. Do-. Nobody wants the extra pressure. So when I say don't press on me in episode five, <laughs> don't press on me. <laughs> I got enough pressure. God is already putting things in my path. That's enough pressure as it is. And his pressure is the only pressure that will matter at the end of the day. Because guess what? Your pressure I don't need that. (laughs) And your pressure can come from a negative mind space or a negative insight or whatever place you've been and can characterize into the place that I'm at. And that's not the place that I'm at because we in two different places. So don't (laughs) don't press on me. (laughs) I don't want you pressing on me. So in episode six, I will skip episode six because that was a special episode that was supposed to be done in Savannah. Um, live actually and it's actually going to be done in season four because we are going to record it live via social media platform ig and facebook and that's going to be with me and mr brumfield and so episode six of season four but it will actually actually be from season three so i'll be taking the episode into another season 
And episode seven was a bonus return special because I had took a long break from you guys and I had some things to deal with personally. And I was at a place to where um, I made a change in my life um, that I thought was permanent, but it turned out not to be permanent as such. But, you know, that was another lesson learned. I love the life lessons for me. But of course, you know, I took that risk. I took that, you know, I took it. I took that. And, you know, I hold it to the highest because I learned a lot and I met new people and I got to learn a different culture at the same time. So I'm okay with that. But I took a break from you guys and I came back with a special on life because I I think that life is very precious. And within that break, I had a change in life I had to deal with and it was involved carrying life so um don't take life for granted and as a woman don't take your womb for granted that's what I also talked about in the episode seven of bonus special about life is you know some women are blessed to have children some women are not so blessed to have children you know things are complicated things can be complicated and you never know what's ahead ahead of you in your path so Never take life for granted and don't think you have control of life in your own hands either because there are going to be consequences. And as we can see now, and as you have seen with the previous deaths of brutality against blacks, um, African-Americans, my own culture um, with the getting away with murder at the hands of white supremacists lately, um, They think life is in their hands. They think they have the power to take life. And that's what I'm going to be talking about later on in the next message about why I ran with Maude. And I'm going to answer some of you guys questions that you sent me on why I did run with Maude and why I supported that movement and why I still support that movement because I think that hit close to home to me. And that's another thing about life is that you we need to cherish it a little bit more. And we need to love on our men a little bit more than what we do, because as we can see, as being black is not a privilege, you know, it's a privilege to us to see us in the same um, gender and the same color and different colors that we come in. But to other people, our melanin tones of different tones are not as good as everybody else we don't have the same opportunities as everybody else everything we have to do everything we have to get everything we we're trying to go everywhere we're trying to go everything that we have we have fought for no line that's and that's that's hard yo (laughs) to wake up every day in a color that you think is a it's fucking amazing (laughs) i never curse but it's just that that just sticks with me and I'm I'm sorry if if it ruined you right now that I I curse but I I will apologize for that but that we wake up in a melanin melanated tone each and every day we're blessed and given life amongst the six feet of soil each and every day by the grace of God and by his power and mercy that he gives us and for somebody to take it away and think it's their power to take it away no that's not your place obviously God wanted us to be here for a reason and we're not the only ones that suffer with that I mean other countries suffer with that too whether you're Mexican when they suffer with the immigrancy of being here in the U.S. or anywhere else outside the U.S. and they think they only have one place to be outside of their United Nation and you know it's not right I don't think 
love has a color. I don't think the U.S. has a color. Clearly, we have three different colors, blue, red, and white. <laughs> so it ain't just one color, white. Um, but that's for the, a later topic. But moving on, episode eight was press or fold. What will you do in a hard time? that arises in your life and if it's too hard for you that you have not um been there before have not been through it before what will you do will you press forward in it stay in it stay in the fight stay in the fight stand the ground stand your ground trust his will trust his way let him have his way surrender your way for his way what will you do or would you fold and just <laughs> say forget it I'm, I'm gonna do it my way or would you fold and just give up, throw in the towel? So press and fold was another episode of season eight and season three um, that I explain why being vulnerable with our savior is not a sign of weakness, but instead it's the first step in trusting him. Everybody think that when you're vulnerable, I'm saying that word wrong. I don't care nothing about it. Talk to me about it later. <laughs> but everybody think just because you're vulnerable in something, that means you're weak. That means you're scared. That means you're afraid. That means you're you're not you're not built for it. But in all actuality, your vulnerability shows how much you trust him over yourself. Shows how much you trust him above everybody else. You know what I'm saying? We can have the resources here. We can have the people here. But what about him? <laughs> he supply all of that. He made all of us. So without him, nothing would move without him. He can send people and different resources your way when you start trusting him. You never know who's watching you to help you with genuine help and not just to talk about you kind of help. So you never know the mysterious ways God's going to work out for you when you be vulnerable for him and in front of him. And that's the only person you should be vulnerable in front of and not be afraid to be, you know. So in season nine, I did the press forward on toxic co-parents. This was a special request. Um, and what I talked about in this episode is how toxic co-parents can be very toxic. And you never know the level of their toxicity, just like you never know somebody's level of being petty toxicity has several levels to it it's just like unlocking several levels of self-development you know we think we can't do something the next minute we sitting here unlocking different levels of what we can do and opening doors and um sitting here making plans and different ideas coming just from something we just said we couldn't do so when you're dealing with toxic parents it's kind of like that, especially when dating somebody else and then that toxic parents find find out about it. It's like, when do you when do you tell them that you're dating somebody else? When do you tell them that it's OK to bring your significant other around your child without them having an explosion attack against you? Because that's they're not there. <laughs> when do you finally let the new person in your life meet your toxic co-parent that you have to co-parent with? So those were some of the Q and A's that I answered on that night. And you can get that on season three, episode nine, season 10 was think, build and press. And what I mean by that was sweep around your own self door before you try to sweep around somebody else's because we got it bad. Y'all sitting here trying to tell other people what to do. 
we got a bad sitting here trying to tell other people how to change their lives and what to do with this, what to do with that, when to say this, how to do this, how you should act, how you should dress, what you should say. We got a bad doing that. We got a bad point fingers. But what happens when all them fingers are pointing back at you? Have you did what you trying to tell somebody else to do? Have you made those changes in your own life first? Have you reversed everything that you just told that person they need to change about themselves? Have you started with you first? So in that episode, that's what I meant about sweep around your own front door first. Think about what you need to do for yourself. Build a plan about it and then press, press on it. Think, build and press and sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around somebody else's. And I think that's the most um better way to start off change because change starts with you you know and we're yes we are afraid of change because it's something new it's something that we don't expect but we are afraid of change but um in tonight's episode is going to be episode 11 um and this is a this is a a great episode y'all this is dedicated to the fellas and the reason why I'm um, so big on loving each other because our black men are, we got some good black men, y'all. We do. But we got to think about the silent battles that they fight each and every day as well. And they fight demons that we don't even know about as women because they don't want to be vulnerable around us. They don't want to show emotion. They don't want to show us the real struggles that they have to deal with on a daily basis just being black in this world and you know we should have some kind of consideration for that we should have some kind of empathy and sympathy for that because we the same we struggle too as women not only with our skin color but just being a woman you know, we just got women's women's rights. We just got raises and jobs just for being a woman. You know what I'm saying? So we sh- as a black woman loving another black man or as any woman loving a black man, love him a little bit harder. Love him a little bit harder. You never know the childhood trauma that they went through and don't want to talk about you never know what they're going through and don't want to talk about and you never know what they're closed in on and don't want to talk about you just never know what's going on with people until you just put yourself in their shoes for a minute be like okay my man had a bad day (laughs) i don't know what what's going on but this ain't him if if he starts an argument for nothing you know that's not him (laughs) don't feed into that let him like be like, babe, okay, anything else you need to get off your chest, babe? I'm listening. Yes, it may hurt. Them words may hurt. Them words may scratch your back. Them words may even tear a bone in, in, your, in your body. But at the end of the day, hear him out. You know, the vice versa. Men, hear us women out too. Because we have bad days too, just like you do. And we fight silent battles just like you do. And we are being discriminated, discriminated with color and as a woman, just like you are. So I think black on black love should love a little bit harder. And I think any love on black love should love a little bit harder. And I think any love on any love should love a little bit harder. <laughs> I'm just saying love conquers all. And when somebody knows they're they're loved and they're being loved correctly, 
you don't know how you may change that person. You don't know what doors you may open up for that person. You don't know how you may have an impact on that person. You know what I'm saying? Have high expectations for your person that you're dating. No matter who it is, no matter what color they are, have high expectations for that person. You know, know that they're going to get through. Pray that they're going to get through. Pray for them. You know, if they don't think they're going to get through, you you sit there and motivate them like, babe, you're going to get through it. it. It's We've been here before. You know, motivate them. Lift them up. And if you can't do that, <laughs> lift yourself up. Motivate yourself. And if they see you highly motivated and highly lifted, then maybe it may shift something in them. You know, it's all about energy. It's all about positive vibes. And if you spread more positive vibes than hatred, then you're going somewhere. You got something. But if not, you still stuck. They still stuck. We still stuck. So I'm your host, Krista Christ, and I just gave you all a recap and a new cap of what's about to come. And I'm going to go into this small break. I hope you enjoy these tunes. And I want to say I do not have any or own any rights to the song that is going to be played or these songs that's going to be played throughout this episode. But this is a fella special and I'm going to young blue y'all down tonight. So enjoy and I'll be right back. You know, lately a nigga been fighting a whole lot of demons. A lot of shit we do gonna have consequences, but we gotta be ready for them. Emergency, I just got out of surgery. I'm having problems with my heart and it won't work. I did some shit in my past and it's cursing me. I'ma stand right here up on this plot to God take breath from me. I'm sipping his hand to eat this pain, but it ain't helping. My little nigga going against the grain and that shit stressing me. I pray to God that God have mercy. I'm living a crazy life. I just shot at a nigga for talking some shit on the gang. He paid the price. I was young in the rush for the money. My hunger for paper and saved my life. And I should get saved tonight. If you wanna lick shit, we can get rich quick. We can get paid tonight. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Everybody want the money. Everybody want the shit. Everybody want the money, but don't wanna go down, down, down. You'll do anything to get it, but where you gonna go after? Shit, gotta think about it. 187 Murder by nigga. You killed the nigga, you don't know him. You gon' go to heaven. Gotta chop that shit over the real talk. Hey. Fight my demons, fight my demons. So many demons. Me against these demons. Against these demons. demons. Fight my demons. Fight my demons. Fight in my. It's me against these demons. Me against these demons. Whoa. I'm fighting these demons up in this ghost. I'm fighting these demons. I'm on the ropes. They came with a beam up under my coat. Get hit in the spleen if you want to smoke. That money be green, so niggas don't go. I'm looking so clean, I used to be poor. Remember they laughed at me and they choked. Gave them the ball and nigga they choked. Tables turn, I nigga you broke. My little nigga don't follow no call. I don't know call. 
no code. My nigga follow me like the pole. I stand on my word and stand by the consequence. They say I'm heartless. Thanks for the compliment. I seen your dad, homie, you're like company. VMG gang, your bitch, we incompetent. Don't wanna hear that shit. I gotta kill that shit. Lethal militant. I can get ignorant. We not considerate. Niggas do silly shit. We get the drilling shit. Guilty and innocent. Don't give a fuck about a bystander. I can pull up in the high lounge. Don't take no slander. Don't take no slander. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Everybody want the money. Everybody want the shit. Everybody want the money, but don't wanna go down, down, down. You'll do anything to get it, boy. You gon' go out yeah. there. Shit. Gotta think about it. 187. Murder by Iron. You killed the nigga, you don't know him. You gon' go to heaven. Gotta chalk that shit over, God. Real talk. Fight my demons, fight my demons So many demons Me against these demons Against these demons Fight my demons, fight my demons It's me against these demons Living life in case and the idea that my evil thoughts go unpunished. As I sort through the rubbish, my days of thugging get slow and ruggish. Idolizing puppets who control the public like a controlled substance. Bullets in abundance, anticipating what I know is coming. All of a sudden, my past is blurry, my future is sudden. Dark and muddy, hoping for sunny, I'm still running. Let's find peace. Find peace. Uh, Fighting these demons. All right, welcome back. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead into the Q and A of why I run with Maud, and I just want to give you guys a little backstory first uh, before I go into the questions from my audience. Um, the backstory is. Um, He was a 25-year-old African-American jogging through a neighborhood, supposedly white neighborhood, and um, they were suspicious of him being a, a suspect, matching the description of a suspect with so-called um, breakings um in homes in the neighborhood that he was jogging in and it was calls made to dispatchers uh, about the young man in regards to him looking at a house that was wasn't completely finished and the thing that got me when I read it was um, that every time the caller would say something about him looking at the house that was unfinished or he wasn't, he didn't have permission to be on the premises um, of the property was that the dispatcher always asked the question, was he doing anything wrong? (laughs) You know, that question was never answered if you read the same article I did. And I think the dispatcher asked that question more than once while the person, while the caller was talking and <laughs> that's a question you can ask. And I and I thought about it. I was like, that's a question you can ask to a lot of the recent murders that I 
culture has suffered. Was we doing anything wrong? (laughs) Kind of funny, right? Makes you think. Yeah, that part. That's the part we leave out. So are we doing anything wrong when we're murdered like that in cold blood? Mm, No, I think not. Um, Just because you fit the the so-called description of something or somebody doesn't make you uh, a target either. You know, uh, I don't think they went about it the right way. I don't think they never go about it the right way. And it's funny because I never speak on these topics, even with Sandra Bland and uh, Mike Brown and Trayvon Martin. And so far, I never speak on these topics because they are very, they're emotional. They are critical topics, just like religion and politics. And they're very critical in the black community to speak up on. Um and I think that's a topic that's, I mean, it, it carries weight. It carries burden. It carries hurt. It carries pain. I mean, I don't think none of us of melanated color wants to speak up on that topic because it's it's hurtful. You know what I'm saying? But we do in order to get progress, in order to get change, in order to get some kind of help in order to get our voice out there. So um, when this happened in February, it it was not in the media at all. Um, And why it hit so much close home to me is because I was born and raised in Mississippi, Greenwood, Mississippi. But um, I left home at a young age, I left home as at 18 as soon as I graduated from high school, two weeks after I graduated from high school, at a, as a matter of fact, um, went into the Army. And when I came back from AIT of 2007 of August, the same year after graduating in May, um, I chose to go active duty right after that. Um, and I haven't been home since. And now I'm going to be 32 in September. And I left home at 18 to go active duty with the Army. So that's a little bit over a decade, 15 years plus. I haven't been home in the state of Greenwood, Mississippi. Um, I've been traveling with the U.S. Army, of course, but I've been living I retired from the army October, 2015. Um, no, August, 2015. I'm sorry. Um, but ever since then I've been living in Savannah, Georgia, since I retired in 2015 of August, I've been living in Savannah, residing there after I'm, after my retirement. And, um, that's going on five years now in Brunswick, where the young man was from, Ahmad Arbery, was is only forty five minutes to an hour away from that place, and I actually drive through Brunswick on many occasions to go to Jacksonville, Florida, for meetings and um, conferences as an author, a new author at that, um, and I actually know good people 
from Brunswick, from the city of Brunswick, Georgia. And I, you know, keep in touch. And I even went to college with some some of my classmates that I graduated from college with in the Savannah, Georgia, with, was from Brunswick, Georgia. So I'm very, I will say I'm very noted about Brunswick, Georgia and the surrounding area. So it kind of hit home for me that it wasn't so far away. You know what I'm saying? It was right there. And the thing that got me was that he was just jogging. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Mike Brown, he was, what, walking? <laughs> Sandra Bland, what, she was just driving a car <laughs> and got a ticket, uh, got a citation. They lied about that. Uh, headlight, taillight, cigarette thrown out the window. Then her outside the car. It was just so many restless, uncounted for details in regards to that. And then what, Travion Martin, he, what, had a hoodie on in the wrong neighborhood? with a pack of Skittles, <laughs> he was black, he fitted the description again, you, you get what I'm saying, it's just so many patterns of them saying the same thing just to get away with this, with murder, it's very unclear to why <laughs> no convictions, you get what I'm saying, the same thing it's being said on every murder, they fit the description. Well, we thought they was armed or well, it was, it's always missing pieces to the puzzle that comes out later on a line along the trials and, and cases and court dates after that. And people have their speculations based on the media and what the news present. And we sit back and take it. Videos come out later things are very still very unclear and by him just jogging through the neighborhood running is in our culture as african-american as you can see some of the greatest track stars are from kenya or nigeria or jamaica you know what i'm saying or even the u.s you know what I'm saying? Like running and dancing is a part of our culture. And the thing that got me to the core about it was that my son and my nephew are the most asthmatic children you will know. Like literally. But they love, 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 love to run. You get what I'm saying? And if I and if we let them out the house just to ride on their bike or ride on their scooters, ride on their thing, little, little skateboards or whatever, I can guarantee I, I BS you not. You will see them running around the neighborhood instead of on that little moped or bike or whatever they they, they said they were going to ride. You know what I'm saying? And that could have been them. You know what I'm saying? So what what happens? What's going to change it from being them if we don't make a change now that is it's being presented in this terrible manner, in this terrible way? You know what I'm saying? Like what happens if somebody else go out jogging? Granted, it's not fair. It's not right. But if somebody else goes out jogging now and they just got away with that, then other people going to think they're going to get away with it. Same as Travion. I mean, it doesn't. It 
in a rest is is great. I'm I'm horrified that it took this long because of COVID or because of all the pass ups on the on the case from the DAs and all the city changes that it went through. It went from the home city um, DA of Brunswick to Waycross to Hinesville and things just don't make sense and you may be a conflicted piece in the in the missing puzzle of the case but when wrong is wrong and it's presented wrong what's what's the problem well i mean you it shouldn't have to take us to it shouldn't have to take the world to see the video months later for an arrest to be made you know it shouldn't have to take us you know why i take that back because sometimes it does take a village to do things and in a village we don't really have color we don't go by color in a village and and i believe in that saying where it says it takes a village to raise a kid well it takes a village to get justice too so that means all color Every color needs to come together and not just in death situations. I, I, I hate that about my culture is because we're so scared of unity as as us because we're we're we fear. Uh, it's so much I could go on to this topic, but I'm gonna make it real short. We're real sweet and real. I know everybody have their opinions. I know it's a lot of questions being raised. It's a lot of sayings is being raised. But me personally, it just hit home for me because it could have been my son. It could have been my nephew. It could have been someone close to me that loves to run. It could have been me. I love to run. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't always have to be a male, but somehow, some way they, they find a way to take more of our males than our females and we have lost both due to the white supremacists and the white laws and the white privileges and the white brutality with the badges we lost both but somehow we keep losing more males and even if we lost more women some of them are unaccounted for they're under the rug swept under the rug I don't want mine to be swept on the rug. I don't want my sons to be swept under the rug. I don't want my nephews to be swept under the rug. My brothers, uncles. I don't want nobody close to me that I know, friend, family, or foe, to be swept under the rug because of our color. And I that goes for anybody. And if you're white, I don't want to be swept under the rug. I don't want no death that was taken out of hatred or taken just because of your color, taken because of your, because of a discrimination taken because they thought they could take it to be slept, swept under the rug. So that hit home for me. You know, my kids, Savannah is our home of residence. We've been there five years now going on six and granted, Brunswick is 45 minutes away or an hour. 
What if I want to stop in Brunswick one day? And I was just thinking about moving to Brunswick. And now that happened. I'm just like, ugh. And (laughs) it's hard, y'all. It is hard to be black in the U.S., and when he and when Trump say make America great again, how? How can you do that without unification? How can you do that without love for all? Ain't no way you finna make a nation great again and not have love for everyone. Ain't no way you finna make America great again and not have unification everywhere. Ain't no way you finna make America great again with people getting away with murder just because of their skin color and their privilege to do so or with a badge to do so. That's not making America great. That's abusing America. I'm just saying, like, I could go on and on about this topic and we all could go on and on about this topic, but we as a black community, and I spoke about this on a previous episode, I don't know if it was season one or season two, about unification but we are scared to come together y'all because we are so much more powerful when we are together than when we are separate even when something look right we ain't gonna say nothing and I hate that with a passion just because you may think it's right and you know it's right and you don't say nothing because it's just you don't ever think that just because it's you you're gonna be by yourself you're gonna be alone If you stand on something and you're passionate about what you're standing on, trust me, others will join. We will be unified. We are more powerful when we're unified. Like it takes, it takes a lot of courage to stand on stuff. And that's something our ancestors had more than we ever had to have today. They had courage out of nothing they didn't even have the the things that we have today, technology-wise, electronically-wise, financially-wise. They didn't have, they wasn't as privileged as we are right now. But they had the most powerful coverage that they can have to just stand up for stuff. And we ain't got that right now. We we don't have it. We scared. I ain't finna lie. We, we are scared. Of what we can be when we come together. And the only time we come together is when it's a death. And when it's a murder. I hate death has to bring us together. That's that's so stupid. And then weeks later, everything goes back to normal. Everybody popping drinks. Everybody back in the club. Everybody doing this. Everybody doing that. Say, Say her name gone. Wear your hoodie gone. Run, run with mod gone. Everything just disappears. We come together momentarily in the presence of death and at the rise of death. But then what? And then the same thing happens again a few months later to another black American. And then here we go again doing the same thing. It's crazy because they think we so complacent they think we get complacent after that death or after that charge or after that scam or after that protest we just did they think we get complacent 
with those answers that they give us, with those justifications that they give us, with those fake media news that they give us, with those fake information that they feed us, they think we get complacent. And then they they repeat it because they felt like, oh, it's been months now. Oh, it's been years since Trevion. Let's let's pop something off again. Let's do this again. Let's we're gonna we're gonna go for that again. We're gonna hit another target later. It's 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 repetitive. Do y'all see this cycle? I, I'm seeing it. Every few years, every year, every few months, every few weeks. It's a freaking cycle. Because they know the only time we come together is when it's death related. Anything else? We separate. And we should be together at all times. Happy, down, sad, with a frown. It doesn't matter. Death should not be the only time that we come together. So, yes, I, I ran with Maude. I ran for mine in the support of that because that hit home for me and I haven't ran in five plus years. And I granted, I don't even probably supposed to be running. I'm a retired veteran, but that just something I, if it was done virtually or even in person, I would have showed up in person to do it. But since we do have this COVID and the, the safety precautions in place, it was a virtual event. So I'm going to go into these questions, but anything y'all got to say, or if you feel some type of way about what I just said, Hey, you know what to do. Shoot me an email, shoot me a DM. I answer, I respond. Yeah, man, to me, we can disagree to disagree and, and be grownups about it. I, I y'all know me. I don't judge. I don't, I listen. You know, I never get the big head to where I don't listen to people and their opinions about something. It's either we agree or disagree and we're going to keep it like that. Um, but you can send that to a F I S T F U L L one eight at gmail.com. Or you can DM me on Facebook or Instagram. It doesn't matter. I'm on both, but moving right along with these questions. Um, first questions come from Amber out of Tampa, Florida. And she wants to know, did you really do the mile run? First of all, sweetie, it was 2.23 miles uh mile run i actually did 2.34 mile run so yes i did it was one big loop here in memphis tennessee so yes i did um i hope you did too i hope you went out and got got out and supported too as well sweetie well, moving right along to cherry out of orange park florida Y'all Florida's are killing me now. And she wants to know, do you take into consideration that every murder or every crime that has been committed against our fellow black men have always been an excuse for them to fit the description as to get away with murder? Yes. To answer your question, I do. I do think that's a lazy excuse for them to get away with murder. Um, every Why everybody got to fit the description? We don't all look alike. And not all white people look alike. Not all Mexicans look alike. Not all Japanese look alike. Not all Koreans look alike. Not all um, 
uh, Hispanics look alike. Not all Jewish look alike. We don't look alike. I mean, we may have some similarities like a pointy ear or, you know, a, a sharp nose or, you know, a big forehead. But far as uh, all of us looking alike in this world, no, we all do not look alike. Yes, comedians make jokes about it. We make jokes about, it. oh, man, shoot, all y'all look alike. But those are just jokes, metaphorically speaking, hypothetically speaking. They're not actuality facts that we all freaking look alike. So, yes, I do think that's a, an, a lazy excuse to sit here and say, oh, they fit the description. No, that's that. Every, if I, I can guarantee you every police report from every murder on a black unarmed man or woman has been probably they fit the description. That's a lazy excuse. And they probably have gotten away with that same excuse if you really look at the cases. But, yes, I do think that's a lazy excuse. All right, Brandon out of Flint, Michigan, wants to know, how will, how do you explain things like this to your children? Um, I don't, I don't really know. Honestly, I... I don't know. Um, it's hard, man. Um, it's hard. I mean, I teach my kids about the police. They know the police are, some polices are good. They know some officers are bad. I teach them to do what they're told and you'll figure out which is which in the process of doing what you're told. So, I mean, I don't teach them to be disrespectful just because of somebody's color. I teach them that if they, my my children are not raised by color. I will tell you that. They are very well rounded with every color because they've been, they are military brats, first of all. So they're around everybody, but um, they're raised off love. They're raised off care. They're raised off genuine um, compassion. They know if somebody's being a bully, they know if somebody's being mean, they know if somebody's giving off negative vibes, they know if something's not right, they don't feel right about something. They, they have learned to express themselves very verbally with me about that. And I take heed to what my children has to say. I never let them know that what they think or feel is dumb or unneeded or unwanted. I let them know that what they think or feel may be something, but can also be nothing. I explain to them a lot. Like I'm very open with my kids and I, I love that kind of relationship because, um, you know, they get to express themselves verbally. I don't want my children to ever hold in something that they may feel some type of way about. I don't want them to have that kind of childhood trauma to where they don't have an opinion or feel like their feelings aren't heard just because they're a child no everybody has feelings everybody has pain everybody has hurt everybody has guilt everybody has doubt as everybody experienced different things you know you just have to talk to them so yes um so no I, I don't know how to talk to them about it but I when they ask me about it if they see it on the news or hear it somewhere they do ask about it like, dang, mom, he wasn't doing nothing but running or 
He wasn't doing nothing but just walking the street. And police just shot him. Like, if they say something like that, I'm like, oh, yeah, baby, it happens. You know, I can't, I can't sugarcoat it. They don't hurt it now. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat real life to my children. I never will do that. And the only thing I will say to somebody else that talks to my children, say something in the place of real, but mommy going to always fulfill the real. Okay. I'm going to always spill the real. You can say something in the place of real, but don't sugarcoat it. But mommy will spill the real always. So it doesn't matter what you say to get them through the day. Just like if you're a teacher and you said something to make them feel better throughout the day. But mommy going to spill the real deal when we get home. Literally, I will spill the real deal because I don't want my kids to be sheltered. I don't want them to think that life's just so easy. No, life's hard. And you're going to need to know that some things you ain't going to be, you ain't going to be given an opportunity to because of your skin color. Some things you're not going to be able to do. Some things you're going to have to fight extra hard for. Some things you're going to have to put up the biggest fight of your life to get through, or you're going to have to work a little bit harder at something than other people. You know what I'm saying? I don't want them to ever feel like everything's going to be easy or given to them. No. When I know the truth. I'm not going to shelter them from the truth. No, I will not do that. I carefully explain it and use it in the terms that they can understand it before sheltering them. And some things, no, I will not do that. I'm not sheltering my kids from the world when the world is real and rude and they're real rude. <laughs> no, <laughs> I ain't doing that. <laughs> but moving on, um, Lance out of san francisco california he wants to know how do you cope with things like this when they happen how do you um deal as such with being on different platforms and having a platform that you have um well, Lance, I don't really know because it's my first time speaking on it. Um, actually, um, I don't usually, I don't usually do this because I, I think that's that's a sensitive topic. I think it's very sensitive, and everybody got their opinions, like I said. But um, how do I cope with it outside of talking about it on my platform? Is I mean, I pray, I, I pray all the time. I I pray insanely to, you know trust and believe that God will protect us from seen and unseen danger at all times and keep us out of the law enforcement eyes at all time, at all times. So I pray uh, consistently anytime and every time. So I would definitely say a fistful of prayers all the time. But um, how do I cope other than praying? I would say, I I read reviews. I read um the comments, you know. I take heed to what people say and I let it flow. I let it go. Um because I think everybody has an opinion. We united we people. Everybody got something to say. You know, people as people, we can't never mind our own business. And these days it's not as important to mind your own business because other people's business are going undone and other people's business need to be helped with fighting for so as a person 
I read. I read like you. Um, I mean, I do other things to take my mind off of it. Of course, I work a little bit hard on my own um, passion and what I got going. But other than that, and I try to encourage others in the midst of it all, because I think that's when we need it the most. You know, of course, we're not going to say what we need from somebody. We're not going to be vulnerable and acknowledge why we need it and who we need it for or when we need it. So it's okay to just spread it and let them take heed to it when they catch it or when they hear it. So that's what I do, Lance. Um, Next question is coming from Shamika out of South Haven, Mississippi. Hey, girl, we next though. But um, for a little while, for a little minute, I'll be back on the road a little bit. But she wants to know, do you ever feel like with being on your platform that you are a threat or a target just being the color that you are? Um, Only to... <laughs> Girl, yes. I do because you know even in this industry as an author it's hard and being a Christian author is even harder because there's not many Christian people out there that's in the same industry we have more science science fiction we have more fantasy we have more urban writers we have more um animated writers um, child, children book writers. We have a lot. We have a lot, lot more of that romance. We have a lot more of that than a lot more of those writers than Christian writers. So it's it's hard just being in that niche, but being the color, yes, because some things I can put out, uh, another person of color can put out in. It can be taken heed for, but I can been just said that and it won't be, you know, it'll be overlooked. So now I'm thinking like, dang, I just said that. But then she said it and she a different color. Now it's now it's important. So, yeah, I, I do think that sometimes I do think sometimes we are overlooked even as a writer or even as a podcast host or even as um a blogger. I think we're overlooked because of some discrimination but um because of some people in our industry or niches but you know we do I do have some people that encourage me too of other races and I honestly can say we make a great team I mean an awesome team and most of my IG believe it or not are of other races and they are my main um yeah we are they are my main groups actually so I can say that and I cannot say that so I will have to agree and disagree but far as my own like I would say I get support more from them than my own <laughs> when it comes to that I would definitely say that I mean we say we support each other but deep down we don't we don't y'all we y'all fail at that and i'm gonna lie y'all fail at that and i'm not one of them no more because i support my my mm, i support y'all because i know how hard it is to get out the gutter i know how hard it is to come up from nothing 
I know how hard it is to start from nothing. I know how hard it is to build yourself up. I've been there. I've done it. I'm still doing it. And I'm still learning to this day and doing it at the same time. So I completely understand. That's why I support us. And I go hard for us. And But I also go hard for other people too because they support me too. So I don't just support by color. I, so I support all because I know how hard it is. That's just me, though, because I have a lot of compassion for things and people. That's just me. I don't see color with people, you know, so but not everybody is like that. But those are the only questions that I have to answer for that and be looking out for the next episode of episode 12 for our Mother's Day special. This episode was mainly to the fellas and I have to talk about a little talk about a little bit y'all just a little bit. I had to go in a little bit. So, I want y'all to stay tuned. I'm sorry. Yeah, this been it's been a long night. But um we're at the end of the road with this episode and I just want to say have a good night stay blessed and encouraged and um, on the next episode for the Mother's Day special I'm also going to announce the pod swag winners and there are actually two mothers that I am very close with Um, so if you have not entered in this one please enter in the next one and I shall have you too a pod swag gift okay But I'm going to go ahead and announce those two winners on the next episode of Finale. And y'all stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for tuning in for this episode 11. And I just want to say stay blessed, stay encouraged. Christ of Christ love you. And this last song is for my fellas. Young Blue and y'all down. Have a good night. Peace. You spent a lot of time trying to give your life to me Now we out of time, tell me would you die for me I need you to fight for me You spent a lot of days trying to make your case for me Now you win the days, tell me would you wait for me I need you to fight for me Don't call up your daddy, you know he don't like me don't look for advice in the ones who despise me I need you cause you spent a lot of time Trying to give your life to me Now we out of time, tell me would you die for me I need you to fight for me So call up your mama, you know that she love me Treat me like your family, don't put none above me I need you cause I spent a lot of time trying to make it up to you But you in your zone, I don't wanna fuck with you I don't wanna, I don't wanna I hope that you could not leading you on I'm fantasizing by turning you on Bang, 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 get the shots at the gun Fight for my life, girl, you know I'm the one You spent a lot of time trying to give your life to me Now we out of time, tell me would you die for me you to fight for me You spent a lot of days Trying to make your case for me Now you win the days Tell me what you wait for me I need you to fight for me
up your daddy, you know he don't like me Don't look for advice in the ones who despise me I need you, cause The pain make you stronger, the fear make you braver Heartbreaks make you wiser, but I wanna save you Hey, girl, stay loyal, stay faithful, stay true Don't do to me what I did to you, what I did to you I know I'm selfish, but girl, I can't help it Niggas can't take what they did shy But you know if you leave, you gon' miss out But when the table's turned it's my time to burn You spent a lot of time Trying to give your life to me Now we out of time Tell me what you died for me I need you to fight for me You spent a lot of days Trying to make your case for me Now you win the days Tell me what you had for me I need you to fight for me Don't call up your daddy You know he don't like me Advice in the ones who despise me I need you girl You spent a lot of time Trying to give your life to me Now we out of time Tell me would you die for me I need you to fight for me You spent a lot of days Trying to make your case for me Now you win the days Tell me would you wait for me I need you to fight for me Don't call up your daddy You know he don't like me Advice in the ones who despise me I need you, girl